0: Ahoy! Ahoy! Welcome aboard the Straw Hat Book Voyage, a seafaring adventure through One Piece. I'm your Captain Jay. And I'm your Captain Jamie. Jamie, what have you been up to lately? I've been...
1: Watching a lot of anime. Oh? Whoever would have guessed. Yeah, I got get more of that goodness in my life. But I am in high Q hell
0: and I started watching Kuroko and I'm almost done with that. Kuroko, you mean that anime that you don't like but you still watch?
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I I like it better than some. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard after Haikyuu because Haikyuu is so perfect.
0: I just remember that one clip that you have shared on Twitter of, like, the kid who uses- who, who does an ankle breaker and knocks two <laughs> kids over, and then he's got, like, gun eyes, like in Naruto. <laughs> like,
1: some Sephiroth-ass music's playing, making yeah. people fall on their feet. <laughs>
0: And some guy in the crowd explains what an ankle-, ankle breaker is as if it's some kind of superpower when it's just, like, a normal thing that you can do as a basketball player. <laughs> Any but. Uh, yeah, so I guess let's get in this. Let's get into what's going Man, on. it's
1: good! Like, I-, I feel like some of this build-up has been, like, a little bit like, oh, dragging. Oh, it's dragging yeah. a little bit. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then, like, once this this part, this volume's
0: like, dang, this... This is some payoff. It really is. Like, this, like, these first two volumes were pretty much all climax. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was all climax. A- after the after the fights with kind of the individual Baroque works people, we, we're getting into, like, the big finale. And the stakes are even higher now somehow. You thought they were high before. It's even worse than you thought. <laughs> There's a bomb. It's bad and it'll somehow get worse. <laughs> when, when we last left off, Zoro just defeated Mr. 1, yep. and as we start into this new chapter, he 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 kind of just collapses. And he's super worried about the crew, and it's sweet. I,
1: yeah, I wanted to say that, too. Yeah. Like, man, he's, he's, like, he's, he's in rough shape, but, like, he's sitting there, like, just worried about the others. Yeah, he's like,
0: man, I hope they're all right. I wish I knew what was going on. Anyway, I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, up in the palace, this is, like, the big old showdown. Uh, Crocodile continues to do the thing where he's a villain and then won't shut up. Like, okay, some guys... Sh- <laughs> He does do it. Some guys show up to fight Crocodile and then they just die unceremoniously and it's purely that happens purely to show like, yeah, in case you didn't get it, Crocodile's evil.
1: He's an asshole.
0: Like, yeah, he he didn't even bother fighting these guys. He just (laughs) let them die. In the first fight with Luffy, uh, Luffy points out why he cares so much about protecting Vivi and about her, how badly she wants to save as many people as possible. And in this moment, we're we're giving a, a a lot more importance towards that. Like, like even as things have just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse, and the stakes have gotten higher and higher and higher and higher. And even as that has happened, Vivi just does not stop. She does, yeah. She wants every. She does not stop, and she wants everyone saved. And it gets to a point where, like, Crocodile's annoyed. <laughs> he he basically says what Luffy said on the desert. You can't save everyone. This is getting old. Anyway, he throws her off the building, and guess who comes in to save the day? Hey, Luffy's gonna come kick some butt. <laughs> Luffy, Luffy has returned. He's going to kick Croc's butt with Bird Friend. I I just want to highlight real quick the amazing page where Luffy and Pell swoop down. Oh yeah. To 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 catch Vivi. Oh oh. It's like an entire page just kind of dedicated to the motion of Pell like swooping yeah. and, and the catch. It's so good. And speaking of really good art, so Luffy, he reveals he knows Croc's secret weakness. It's water. It's, it's water. And that punch, that punch Luffy lands, that first punch. I have that,
1: yeah, I have that marked Ooh.
0: in my book too because that is is gorgeous it's so good and the thing the the funny thing is is that it just kind of comes out of nowhere like there's no yeah there's no lead up to it and and it's so surprising it's so good all of Uh. the yeah
1: and like the fact that it's like in it being a two-page spread and those spot blacks mm,
0: yeah we talked about how much we love spot blacks last time (laughs) oh he pulls it out when it needs it (laughs) <laughs> I think it's such a good comparison like those two moments Pell swooping down and Luffy's punch just kind of showing the art of comic making of like slowing down a single action and just focusing on one single action like it's it's so good so something that I love about this, this fight as Luffy kind of gets into it is just like how Croc started kind of losing his cool after Sanji called in the with the restaurant La Crap, in the last uh in the last volume, like losing his composure, he starts losing his composure. He starts losing his cool villain like ha 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 composure, his Ganondorf composure. Uh, he actually does the Arlong thing where his font changes. I I, I don't know if this is like a thing that the translation team was trying to emulate that Oda was doing. Or he was changing the lettering, or oh, what? But, tell me more, because I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, so when Croc is, and, and the same thing happened with Arlong. Um, oh, when it turns into this bold, melty. This this bold, like sinister, just weird font. And 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 the thing is, is that that same thing happened with Arlong, where his his font in his speech bubbles were normal. Until he became his crazy, like, angry shark self, and then his font changed. Mm-hmm. I- oh, God. The one thing I do love about this this fight, though, is just, like, it's such a just all-out brawl. Like, it's so much brawlier than the other fights that he's had with villains. It
1: is. Yeah. It's pretty gravelly. But I, I think I've mentioned this before, but it, it's, it is really interesting to me to how, how Oda isn't, like, oh, we're just gonna get stronger in some way- That'll level us up. We're at the next power level, so that's how we defeat the- He, he, he doesn't it's do the- problem solving.
0: He doesn't do the Goku. He doesn't do the Goku. And he the, doesn't like, do the Goku.
1: He problem solves, and that's really cool. Like, it's not stronger it's... by, like, just brute force. Like, yeah, there has to be some way to defeat this villain.
0: We haven't seen Luffy get into a fight like this in a while, but that was kind of defining feature of his early fights mm-hmm. was that they were all about problem solving. It wasn't just about him being able to punch real good. He had he had to think of like ways to use his terrain. Like when he fought Kuro or Buggy, he didn't feat Kuro just by punching him really hard. He had to take he took out his weapons first. On their way to the Poneglyph, we find out a little bit more about Robin. She has had a bounty on her head for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get some info there. And man, oh man! I wonder why we're learning so much about her backstory this far into the arc. Hmm. Suddenly, suddenly we learn a lot about this other character who hasn't said a lot of things. She's she over has the been awfully quiet. Arc. But now, suddenly, we know a lot about her. Hmm. She doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, I wonder what I wonder what that's all about. So, did you also enjoy that when Croc? Inevitably turned on Robin. She had a contingency plan ready to oh, go. Oh, yeah, she was ready to go down. She was ready to take him down, take him out. <laughs> she kind of had that Batman out, like just ready to go. That's a perfect way to describe that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she was the Batman about to Superman his ass, splash this on you,
0: and immediately stab you. oh Too bad that didn't work. It didn't. Good plan. Thankfully though Cobra is a badass king. Cobra's Cobra Cobra's a Cobra's a fun character for me because he's like he doesn't get to do much but anytime he does do something you're like, "Man, what a cool king." What a good what a good what a good guy. Pretty pretty much every authority figure is some kind of tyrant, but now we have this king who's like actually actually good, actually cares about his people, actually respects his title and respects his power. It's refreshing. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, so something that's been going on throughout this entire thing is that Oda's been swapping really quickly between the story of uh, Crocodile and Robin and the King and Luffy. And then the crew who are on the ground trying to find out or how this explosion is going to happen. And it we talked before in, in the last three volumes how how hectic everything was and how everything just felt like this rolling boulder going down a hill where everything is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And it feels really hectic and hard to like keep track of. It feels like now he's kind of hit a stride where. Yeah, for sure. It has a much better flow. Absolutely. He's like swapping really quickly in between things that are happening with the crew and things that are happening with Crocodile and Luffy. And it makes sense. And it's not as hectic and it's easier to understand. It definitely, for sure. (laughs) And then,
1: like, let's slide into that group. I love that panel of (laughs) Sanji just sliding in with that pose.
0: (laughs) Where he's just, like, A-frame. Like, (laughs) the the screech and his beanpole legs. I I love when when Oda shows the consequence of Sanji being real good at kicks. He's also real good at running. And so when you see him run, it's like, oh, yeah, he can run real fast. He's got leggies. He's got leggies. book it.
1: Uh, one little subtle thing that I love is when Vivi figures out where it is and she does the, the signal. Uh, and it shows, like, where everyone is individually. Meanwhile, Zoro's lost. He's not even looking
0: at the signal either. <laughs> Off in the distance so- behind him. This is one of my favorite things. So, like, in the very first fucking episode of our podcast we talked about how Zoro seems like the cool guy but actually he's an idiot yeah and it, and it's hilarious to me looking back because it's like it's like Oda didn't want to say it straight up like oh Zoro has weird character traits that make him seem kind of dumb they're just so kind of just sprinkled in like his tendency to just kind of fall asleep or the and the fact that he has no idea where he's going ever he's just constantly getting lost like, it's never, it's never raised as, like, a huge thing, but it's a huge part of his character. He never knows where he's going. He's always getting lost. I remember reading this for the first time, and the reveal that the bomb is in the clock tower. I was like, whoa, whoa! Like, when my mind was blown, because he's been <laughs> foreshadowing it the entire volume. He keeps he keeps showing the clock, yeah. Every every single time they mention the bomb, you see the clock tower, and you're like, oh, it's they're running out of time. It's like, nope, he's showing you the bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, who's up in the clock tower? The the worst characters. I, they're horrible. No, delete them. No, they're so they're so their designs are so unappealing and ugly, and they're such throwaway characters. I I love it. I love His how he's Father's like. Father's Day to... is the worst. Miss Father's Day is the worst. She's Why so awkward looking. Father's Day? Is that supposed? Is like Frogger's Day? Is it like a pun? Oh no! I also like how uh, Vivi described them as snipers, but their guns are like little pistols. <laughs> pew pew. Oh, so something a little something that happens while this is all going on is Toshigi is is trying to cut down Baroque Works members in the in the. Uh, the tussle and the not sorry not the tussle the battle the battle that's raging yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> sorry it's not you a little fight it's war. like war it's literally a million people fighting each other. <laughs> um she's trying to find broke works people and she's just like slashing and, and hacking her way through and she says she says something like there's, there's no time to look for proof. Just follow your sense of justice. And she's, like, supposed to be quoting Smoker, so it's supposed to be significant. But the entire time I'm thinking, like, whoa, Tashiki, that's not how law works. <laughs> You're supposed to be with the government. What the fuck are you talking about? I know, they're not very good at
1: being with the government, are they? <laughs>
0: they're pretty bad at it.
1: Which I'm sure, yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. Then this, this volume wraps up with that fight kicking back up again. Uh,
0: I love luffy's quote, quote with the if this really was her kingdom, she would be laughing a lot more it, it It's so like Luffy to tie it back to the reason I'm angry is because you made my friend upset and it's just oh his his whole thing of like you stole this from her already and and crocodile is like legitimately like I don't understand, I don't understand why you're doing this, I don't understand your motives, and luffy and luffy's like you don't understand why I'm doing this. Mm. And, and it ties back into the whole, like, thesis of the arc about friendship being power. Like, friendship, friend... Which is the corniest sentence on the planet. It's, like, it's a cor- the, ch- the cheesiest thing you could possibly say, friendship is power. But in in One Piece it is. It is literally. and And the dumb old villain. He just doesn't understand. Don't get it. <laughs> and
1: then chapter 23... They need to get up to that clock tower. <laughs> they do some Final Fantasy VII Advent Children <laughs>
0: bullshit. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I was going to say it's that scene from Advent Children. <laughs> it's all I can think of. Take my hand,
1: Cloud. Oh my god. But it's still... It's really cute, though. It's it inco- is
0: super cute. <laughs> I, I know it's... this. This might be cheap to point this out, but can we just... Can we just shine a light on how long Zoro was kind of just floating in midair waiting (laughs) to throw them? I know!
1: I thought that, like, Chopper and Vivi were nowhere near him at that point. And it was like, what do you mean he's gonna get shot? How's- how is that gonna- Oh, he's still
0: right there. He also gets shot and then- it, there's no consequences to that. He gets shot and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. He just takes the bullets and walks it off. Yeah. I also liked how when Vivi got to the clock tower, she we finally get to see Vivi hurt a thing. Every single time we've seen Vivi take her weapons out, she doesn't really she doesn't really get to like hurt a thing. She gets, you know, like beat up or whatever. This time she actually gets to like kick a little bit of butt.
1: <sighs> well she gets up there and things don't go quite as according to plan.
0: Yeah, it's not great. Like, uh, I, this, okay, so at this point, I feel like, I I remember feeling kind of fatigued. Like, okay, Oda, we get it. Shit's bad. Can we, like, get to the point already? Can we go? But man, in
1: just, like, ten pages or so, we get this heartbreaking moment. It's, it's pretty rough. It's so potent in such a short amount of time. Like, boom, there's this character we don't really know at all with this just
0: minimal flashback. That Yeah, that just, like, sums it all up for you. Like, no, this is why you should care about this character. This character that you didn't care about a page ago, now you care about him. And you're like, oh, no, you're right, now I do. No,
1: Pell, don't die. Yeah, it's such a sweet little flashback, too. And it's just, it's it's rough. Like, it's... Vivi's gone through so much, and
0: then this just—she basically loses a family member. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, and the sad thing is, is that it happens, and the fighting stops for a split second, and then it just—it it just continues, and it's like, like no we get it. It's stop, yeah, <laughs>
1: please. All right, so getting into. Luffy's gonna kick Crocs ass part three. Okay, but no, he says his butt. I'm not gonna misquote Luffy like that. It's his butt specifically. Oh man. So like it's it's so freaking funny stupid how like that that one like earlier episode where I was talking about like, oh I think I saw some posts about like like neutral Luffy. Like he doesn't really do anything on purpose. Like, oh my god, no.
0: No. It was so
1: just no, this is the like he's so chaotic good.
0: Uh, absolutely, yeah. I, I, th- that's what I've been saying since the beginning. He's so he, he 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 is filled with intention. Like he absolutely cares. He absolutely cares he's about doing the right stop thing. At nothing. He's just also ultimate chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It rolls from uh, Vivi screaming to the uh, people on the ground to stop fighting immediately into Luffy in this. Just all out rumble with Crocodile and it's like a rough beat down. Usually when Luffy is like beating up on a villain, it's like the finishing blow, right? It's like he's, he's, he gets a few hits in and then they have that moment where he gets to deliver the finishing blow and then he's done. He's just, he's just beating the crap out of Crocodile and Crocodile can't catch his breath. He
1: is wailing in. Yeah. Crocodile
0: pulls out a sword at one point and Luffy just does not care.
1: He's gonna kick Croc's butt, all right? Kroc, like, we we talk about, like, Kroc talks way too much. He cares a <laughs> lot about his infamy. He is
0: so just full of his own... He's buying his own bullshit. He's really. so proud of himself. And, and it makes it so much more satisfying when, like, he... Like, I'm, I'm looking at this fight scene right now, and it's like... It really isn't even trading blows towards the end. It really is just Luffy just wailing. Yeah. And and he throws Croc up, and Croc like tries to do some shit to fight back, and he can't land a single hit until Luffy does does land that final blow, or he just like punches him through like several several feet of bedrock. And there's one of those crazy like Oda spreads where there's just so much. Shit going on, and it's just like a barrage of punches. Yeah, I almost kind of (laughs) got lost in it. Like I
1: was so lost into this fight and how hard Luffy was going that the moment that he punched him through the roof, I was like, "Whoa, wait,
0: (laughs) whoa!" (laughs) It's like, what is it? Oh, it's over. He did it. Damn, (laughs) he did it. He defeated one of the warlords of the sea. I we haven't gotten to see Luffy beat up a villain in so long. This villain who has been the villain for I looked I looked I was looking at some of the old volumes. We got introduced to Vivi in volume 11. Mm. It is volume 23. Wow. <laughs> then th- slowly things things sort of start to settle.
1: But there's like Again, with with all of this buildup and this this going so long, the feeling of
0: relief—it's it, like it is a total decompression, and it's so impressive how how well it's done. It's, it's so like,
1: impactful.
0: Yeah. God, I feel like so so we've talked we've talked before about how how good how like so so the art in One Piece is very good, and and the storytelling is very solid. It, it's just a really good example of like rising action falling action rising action climax falling action like it's he he does this so well like just consistently every single arc is an arc every single arc has those those beats and they land and they they hit and they work and what happens after this is like just a perfect example of it because after after things start to slow like everything slows down we get to kind of put everything together the, the crew collapses on the ground cause what they just went through was exhausting. Quite
1: literally. Luffy is just like <laughs> he has gone for another nap. <laughs> I love that frame of Luffy passed out though. Yeah, like, his face is especially like you can tell that that was just so intentionally. he is his face is drawn so intentionally
0: calm. Oh boy. Jamie, it's finally over. <laughs> I'm so glad it's finally let over. Let these
1: guys have, like, Let's...
0: especially Vivi, just breathe. Let them let them have this, please. Yeah, it, it, it's been going so hard for so many volumes. It's so nice to be like, okay, we're done. <laughs> we don't have to deal with Crocodile anymore. We don't have to deal with the war anymore. Everything's fine. We're done. This has been going on for over 120 chapters. We're done. <laughs> Um, I wanted to point out one moment with uh, Tashigi and Smoker. Yes, I have a bit
1: written about that.
0: Yeah, it, it's been kind of fun to watch these two characters kind of develop in the background a little bit. Like, Tashigi and Smoker and their relationship, fe- like, it, it feels so much more fleshed out now. And you're like, oh, oh, I see where this is kind of going.
1: It's, it's funny, like, especially with, like, as... You know, there's consistent characters, but Oda's, like, these are... These are very important, consistent characters. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. Smoker and Tashi pop up a lot. They pop up a lot, and you can tell that Oda has plans for them. Every single time they pop up, you get more of a more of an idea. Like, okay, these guys are going to be important. They these are going to come around back, They, are, they are, yeah, yeah. They're not like pretty much every other secondary character we've we've gotten to meet on this journey so far. Generally, when the crew leaves an island. The characters stop. This characters that they met on that island stop being important. But Tashiki and Smoker just keep popping up again, again, and again.
1: And significant. Like their scenes are usually pretty significant
0: too. He gives his own little, little speech about following your sense of justice. He's and about also, as like, much
1: of a marine as uh, Luffy is a pirate.
0: Yeah, like pretty much. And 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 the thing is that uh, we get the really clear idea of him telling. Tell an authority to shove it. (laughs) Tell those, tell the brass I don't care. Like, tell him to shove off. Sorry, I just found that page. (laughs) What a fucking loose cannon cop smoker. We also, like, from from this exchange, we also get the clear picture of the Navy. And on a larger scale, like, the world government. And how much they care about appearance and what else are they lying about, you know yeah. what i mean?
1: how a li- little hints of
0: like just kind of ominously oppressive just a little just a little hints just but from here on out it's it's mostly again that decompression and the kind of slow down until they leave we get some cute moments with the crew um, I especially loved, like, Chopper, like, scolding Zorro for taking his bandages <laughs> off the training when he's not fully healed yet.
1: I love the dinner, because it was the dinner. definitely the peak of their relief and recovery, and it was- you really get to feel how much joy they've returned into their lives.
0: Uh, it's fun to see what they've brought this, like, this little palace.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they have spread
0: and returned joy. And the page that's just a uh, montage of all of them laughing and smiling. Oh God, it feels like a reward for getting through all of the tough, the tough stuff. I feel like I just had to fight like a boss battle like twenty times because I kept dying, and now I get to watch the fun cutscene at the end. Yeah, like finally I beat the boss. Now I get to watch the cutscene.
1: Even they they have our they have a big old plan on the way that they're gonna shove off.
0: We like Bon Clay shows up. <laughs> To help them out. Hey, friendship is power, man. It's- oh, it's so fun, though, to see, like, a villain get sort of a redemption arc, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he doesn't just get beat up and left behind, like, scrap. Like, he's not just roadkill now. Like, he came back and pulled through and, like, genuinely is a friend. Like, I I love the bit where it was, like, they were like, yeah, we were enemies, but, like, (laughs) he was like, I didn't know you guys were who you were, either.
0: Yeah, Luffy, Luffy Luffy says something like Oh, well, maybe we'll be friends now And Zoro's like Yeah, knowing you, that's exactly what's gonna happen What a good quote, though From Bon Clay That
1: you can stray from a man's path You can stray from a woman's path But you can't stray from the path of mankind Scatter my friends to the true sky Let us make it bloom, oh come my way Oh come my way <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it's it is immensely satisfying to have this 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 villain character kind of come back as, as a oh they started off as friends and now they get to be friends. Yeah, let's talk about the moment at the cliff sides. Mm. This is this is a very good moment. So Vivi has shown up at the shore to let the crew know whether or not she wants to join them or not because she doesn't know if she wants to be a pirate or a princess and it's all. Reading this is so hard when you know what's coming. I know. You it know is. what's coming, you know
1: what's coming.
0: And the moment the moment where they're like, No, we can't we can't call out to her. The the neighbor will know that she befriended it us. It hurts. It hurts. But when they put their arms up, it's like, Oh That's it. Friendship They don't <laughs> friendship. need words. They got they got it.
1: They got friendship. Their it's fellowship. so powerful. And then busting into volume 24, immediately they're like, oh, I miss
0: Vivi! <laughs> they're all just being children about it. Every, everyone except for Zoro is super sad. It's so cute. But then plot
1: twists Guess <gasps> who's on the boat? <laughs> who's on the boat? New,
0: new crew member. It's not Vivi. <laughs> Pretty much every arc, we've kind of gotten a new crew member. And this one kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's funny. I wonder what it must have been like
1: reading this when it came out. Because the other characters, you kind of get an idea of like, okay, they're probably going to join the crew. Yeah. But then like Robin yeah. shows up like, wait, what?
0: I mean, of course for us, whenever we read it, we knew we knew she was a straw hat. The thing that got me is that when she's, when she's like giving a little bit more background on herself... And she's like, yeah, I'm an archaeologist. Like, what? <laughs> why? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Oda, why is she an archaeologist? Like, she was an assassin a minute ago. Like, what are you talking about? Man, and just, you know, it, it's her introduction as a crew member is, like, already
1: just, like, boom heavy. Oh, yeah, definitely. We get a, that flashback of her. She was just like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I'm done. I'm just gonna die. It, it's something
0: It's something that we haven't really seen in the series, this kind of, like, a lot of these... Most of these characters are just super defined by their will, their their strength of will. And her will is broken. and yeah, and having a character be introduced by having her will be broken is, like, significant. Oh. I, I do... Oh, just talking about this, my heart is, like, throbbing. <laughs> I love...
1: Okay, now she's officially a crew member. Quote, unquote, I guess. I, I, I love Robin so much, so... I'm just gonna gush, just just gushing.
0: It has been slowly killing Jamie for the past like three episodes of this podcast. So like to her not name like
1: mention yet, I was like, "Robin."
0: Oh, yeah, I've had to edit out a lot of gushing <laughs> because we couldn't girl. spoil what happens.
1: I really do like her a lot, and like even just just immediately, like so this this woman that she's just done, but. She loves childlike wonder and playing like she she likes playing with them the kids like Yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. She loves that. Like
0: she she's play she likes to play. She's so 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 far she's the oldest. We don't know her age yet, but we have an idea of her age and she's the oldest crew member so far, right? Like she's the most adult and she's clearly the most mature, the most worldly, definitely the most worldly. She is absolutely the most wizened crew member to be brought on to the ship. Everyone else has kind of been just like green completely um, um, when they joined the crew, but she doesn't really scoff at like how, how ridiculous everyone is No, and, and, I mean and how I even, childish all the little boys are.
1: Even, oh man, I can't even remember the moment, but there was even a moment when Luffy was fighting Croc that he just
0: did something ridiculous and she giggled. And she giggled, yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> and how quickly Luffy is like, yeah, you can join the crew.
1: Yeah, she's good.
0: <laughs> Straight up says she's not a bad person. Yeah, oh, and sweet. it's... It, it, and it's funny because he hasn't he, he ever since they joined the Grand Line, it, he, Luffy hasn't really been seeking out crew members except when they needed a doctor. So when someone shows up, it's like, "Hey, can I join your crew?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> <Are you> sure? <laughs> anyway, a ship falls out of the sky. A monkey themed salvage company shows up. I, I'm actually really glad we got to meet Masira because uh, it's been a while since we had like a heavily themed pirate crew. Oh right, right. <laughs> They're very cute and charming, actually. <laughs> they, they really are cute and charming. They're so silly. <laughs> Any butt.
1: Anyway, Monkey D. Luffy gets to meet some monkeys.
0: <laughs> some monkey men. <laughs> I want to talk about Mocktown real quick. Because I like Mocktown.
1: Yeah, tell me why you like Mocktown.
0: The reason I like Mocktown is it feels like Oda's kind of indulging in his love of pirate shit yeah. for a little bit. And he hasn't done that in a really long time. Like we were in the desert for a while, and now suddenly it's like, no, I'm I'm tired of that. I want to talk about pirates now. Here's a bunch of rowdy pirates. Do you remember Tartuga in in Pirates of the Caribbean? It's like that. <laughs> Just a bunch of pirates. <laughs> um, I also I also love how we get introduced to Masira and He's like, oh, yeah, it's a pirate ship, and here's his bounty. And like, suddenly that becomes almost like a social currency is the bounty that you have on your head mm-hmm. as a pirate. But they get into this town, and immediately we're introduced to a terror, like a really bad pirate. Like, oh, everyone's like, uh oh, he's a really bad pirate. And then we find another really bad pirate who beats that pirate up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your cred? What's your? Show <laughs> sure you cred. Speaking of like pirate, love of pirate stuff, uh, we get introduced to Bellamy. Bellamy, who is named after a famous pirate.
1: I didn't know that. I came yeah. over here going like Bellamy. I.
0: <laughs> and Jay was like, "Excuse you." <laughs> Ex- pardon me. <laughs> something weird happens though. Something, something, something weird happens in the tavern. They get into this little kind of scuffle with Bellamy.
1: Yeah, you know what, like, uh, you were talking about Oda's clear joy and rough, rowdy pirates. Nami brings up the Sky Island, and they all just lose their minds. He drew, like, a two-page spread of just pirates (laughs) going
0: ballistic. (laughs) Like, how many days of just drawing pirate faces laughing was that? The detail's insane, it reminds me a lot of those early, those early, early pages of uh, *Shanks' Crew*, yes, where they're all yes. just they're partying and they're having a fun time. So Bellamy's making like a mockery of them. This whole confrontation is so hard to read. It, it's like really rough. So one of the other things that I really liked about getting into Mock Town um, is a it's 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 like this short little stint with just Luffy, Nami, and Zoro, and I really liked that just because. They're like the original three, yeah, right? Uh, there's the, the trio. trio. Also, it's again this new tonal shift. Like, One Piece has gone through a tonal shift before after after they got to Rogue Town. And, it's ha- and it feels like it's happening again, where things just suddenly feel way different than they have for the past few volumes. And this confrontation, this confrontation is hard to watch because, like, so far we haven't gotten into the situation where Luffy decides just not to fight someone.
1: hmm he shanks it up. And not like stabbing, like the shanks, bro. <laughs>
0: like, like the pirate shanks. I still like. I still don't fully understand. It's one of those. It's one of those shonen character things where like they believe so strongly in a thing, and they follow that belief so strongly that they don't really act like people. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> people don't act like this, but it's a shonen character, so he totally does.
1: Yeah, I feel like in this case, it it I think like Luffy is just feels like this is bullshit y'all are lame.
0: Yeah, I yeah. The thing that the thing that I like the most about Bellamy is that he seems like a really intentional I I guess a foil to Luffy. Like yeah. if you look at if you look at Bellamy, if you just look at his design He kind of looks like Luffy. He's also kind of the first... And his crew as well. Like, this is kind of the first pirate crew we run into that are made of, like, young people that are Luffy's age. They all seem kind of, like, superficial. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that they are... They are kind of a reflection of Luffy and his crew, but they're complete complete opposites. Mm -hmm. Like they they are superficial and the idea that they don't believe in like Luffy and his crew are all about following their dreams like that's their whole deal one of them straight up asked to buy Nami? yeah and she doesn't like that they're they're awful they're shit kids mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, the, they're the worst uh but again it, it it's so it's it's interesting to see this this like it, it's a it's a young pirate like Luffy it's a young very strong pirate like Luffy. Um, we get the hint that he has a devil fruit power, that he's very, very, very strong, but his his beliefs are so so different. Uh we're we're gonna we're gonna get into more of that next volume, I can guarantee. Mm-hmm. Bellamy's an interesting character.
1: <laughs> so that's volume 24. Although, okay, <laughs> a very important story took place among all of this. Hachi's walk on the
0: seafloor. Hachi. Hachan Hachan
1: I love that little story so much. I love food and I love that character. Just having this little little journey of his
0: was so great. Like he goes through all of these trials and tribulations and it was all just to be able to open up a takoyaki stand. Yeah, basically. he he was
1: kind of just stumbled upon fulfilling his dream of of making takoyaki. <laughs> and um it, it's funny cuz like when it when I first read this, I like was like, okay, I want to try a Takayaki. like because I liked I liked Tachi and thought that whole story was really cute, and that's kind of why I, I had it for the first time is I I went on this journey to find some and try it because back then I lived in the suburbs and <laughs> yeah it was limited what I can get. I actually went to Austin on my journey to find the perfect takoyaki (laughs) and there was this food truck called the love balls bus that was freaking delicious and me and my friends would actually like after that it became a thing of like let's go to austin let's stay there for a couple days hit up some food places but
0: also go to love balls bus love balls bus sounds like a restaurant from one piece
1: (laughs) and it actually was a little bus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that was actually the beginning of me falling in love with austin too oh was through takoyaki
0: that's so cute uh, now and you live here
1: also result like because
0: of hachan oh we should find somewhere in austin that makes good takoyaki and go sometime now that y'all are hungry for japanese cuisine let's uh let's let's wrap this up yeah <laughs> Our next episode will be up on Monday, March 11th, and we'll be covering volumes 25 through 27.
1: And you can check us out on Twitter at Straw Hat Voyage. From there, you can find a link to our Discord. And whether you're reading along or just a fan of the show or whatever,
0: come chat with us about One Piece. Join us in our voyage. It'll be a good time. Yeah,
1: I post fan- I like I share like fan art that I find on there and stuff.
0: <laughs> But before we go, uh, just another reminder that the intro and outro for our podcast is One Piece Opening 20 Hope Remix by Andrezo Works and Acano. And you can check out more of their amazing anime covers and remixes on YouTube and find a link to download the song in our podcast description.
1: Woo! We finished Alabasta! We finished Alabasta! It was
0: amazing and it took forever.
1: Oh, it was so good.
0: (laughs) And then we... Next up, Skypia! We're going to the sky. Alright, we're done. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) Until next time, bye!